There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. 46% of Americans expect to leave behind financial obligations when they pass away. So it's crucial to make sure your family is financially protected. Policy Genius helps you find the right life insurance coverage by comparing options from America's top insurers with help from licensed, award-winning agents. Secure your financial future with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get free life insurance quotes in just a few clicks. That's policygenius.com. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. Welcome to Wired to Hunt's Rut Fresh Radio, bringing you the latest reports from the Whitetail Woods. And now, your hosts, Casey Smith and Tyler Jones. This is Rut Fresh Radio, powered by Vortex Optics. I'm your host, Casey Smith. The doldrums of December can be a downer. However, there is a glimmer of hope, and that hope is big bucks. Welcome to Rut Fresh Radio, powered by Vortex Optics. I'm your host, Casey Smith. Your other host, Tyler Jones, is here as hey. well. And we have the one and the only, the distinguished Arkansan, Clayton, not Clayton, Clay Newton. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Clay I always Newcomb. want to call him, call you Clay because, or Clayton because it's fun. Have my whole life, Casey. I know. <laughs> you asked me tonight what my name stood for. <laughs> so now we're I even. I asked him if, if people called him Casey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. Like Casey, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, actually, they, in the intro to this the podcast. The intro of this yeah. podcast, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's much. all right. Yeah. Uh, um, it's uh, Names are fun, man, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you take yourself too seriously, you get mad about stuff like that, but if you don't, then you just... <laughs> KC is a deer-killing name, though. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, bar- a barbecue name. I mean, like, I mean, nothing against Matt or... Yeah. Josh. <laughs> the Matt's of the world. Yeah. Josh. I, yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I know some great I know who you're talking about. Joshes yeah. that are deer killers, but I just don't think the deer the marks their of boots. the world, right? The marks of the world. We got. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we actually are on a hunt in Arkansas together right now, having a good time, being meat eater crew members. Let's let the cat out of the bag here. Uh, Tyler and myself have joined the meat eater crew. Doing yeah, some man. Stuff Dark officially. Side. We've been uh, working together for a while. We're going to keep doing that, and uh, but uh, all the element stuff that you've seen us do is still going to be about the same as it always has been. We're going to keep on chasing deer around and having fun. And so you thing. guys are, first of all, that's this is incredible. Um, this is great. 
But just for everybody out there, like everything's going to stay the same. Y'all still are going to be pumping stuff on the YouTube channel. Yep. You're still going to be traveling, hunting, whitetails. Yep. Pigs. Yep. Yep. Doing the Element podcast. Yeah. It all still exists. You're just, uh, you're just on the meat of your team now. That's right. Yeah. That's great. That's really good. Team Clay. Team Clay. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I, I, I kind of, no one gave me permission to do this, but like I claim where I live as Meat Eater South. Okay. Yeah. But gotcha. I mean, now that y'all are further south than me. What do you mean, Meat Eater Southwest? Yeah, y'all can be Meteor Southwest. Does that work? Yeah, it's yeah. Good. yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, if East Texas is Southwest, I don't know. Southwest to where you are. True. Yeah. True. It's all about perspective. <clears throat> true, very true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so is the Whitetail Rut. That is. Yes. That is. Yeah. So across the country, <clears throat> the Rut is doing all kinds of stuff. We talked to guys uh, today who have every opinion of the Rut. Yeah. The Rut did something weird this year, and maybe you have uh, insight to this, but. Uh, <clears throat> it seemed like across the country is about two weeks late, hmm. which is a large discrepancy uh, sure. for you know what something that's supposed to be controlled by diurnal cycles, right? So or however you say it, uh, you know the sun and the moon and stuff. Yeah. So, um, what do you think about that? Well, I, that would be pretty close to what I experienced, mm-hmm. and and I would attri- attributed it to weather. Like mm-hmm. the 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 most intense whitetail hunting I did was the first eight days of November, mm-hmm. and typically in the places I'm hunting, that's a really incredible time mm-hmm. to hunt, and it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. And at the time, we were like, "Man, it's it's kind of like it's a week delayed." Mm-hmm. So that's actually the first time I've heard that. But I feel like as hunters, we always have some anomaly every year Mm -hmm. that makes it different and so like is there really a standard rut that's kind of my thing because we sure hadn't had one anytime i mean you see what i'm saying like there's always a reason for something to be squirrely absolutely Mm -hmm. i feel like um i've said this before but a lot of the whitetail hunting information kind of radiates from iowa out uh in general that's where a lot of the Stone Cold Killers of the past lived and killed Michigan. big deer. Michigan, some, yeah, too. Uh, but those northern Midwest latitudes, yeah, I think things are still pretty consistent there. But you start getting further and further from that nucleus, like things get different. And I understand that the weather cannot have an effect on a doe's estrus cycle. I get that. Um, but it has an effect on perceived movement, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that. This week, actually, it's real hot. First time, first day we got here, and didn't see as much as what we probably did today. So, uh, you know, weather is almost everything when it comes to whitetail hunting. Yeah. You know, like it's <coughs> such a, I wouldn't say overlooked um, detail, but it's it's just so commonplace that we just kind of accept it without really putting emphasis on like uh, maybe paying attention to some of the small discrepancies that can make a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Wind direction is going to be a different one for us tomorrow. We've been having a pretty consistent wind, and then now it's going to change in the morning, and we have to kind of decide what we're going to do with that. Well, I think I think any kind of change is going to be good because up until this point, what's been happening hadn't been working. So Clay. something changing <laughs> is going to be good. We needed you mm-hmm. to show us how to kill deer in Arkansas. Man, I might as well be <laughs> hunting whitetail deer in Spain. 
Like that would be difficult. This is yeah. <laughs> we are in my home state, which mm-hmm. I love, but I, I've never hunted in the Delta. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're in the eastern side of the state, mm-hmm. and, and uh, oh, it's just Arkansas is very much so divided, like almost equally in half mm-hmm. from the northeast corner to the southwest corner, mm-hmm. and the 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 northwest big triangle of Arkansas is a square is for the most part mountainous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the the other the other triangle is influenced by the mississippi river delta mm-hmm. and so it's just different you're familiar much more with the mountainous stuff absolutely do you feel like you've you told me before this hunt that you're really excited about it because you always want to get down here yes um do you feel like you're more adept at hunting the mountain whitetails even though maybe it's a better hunt down here as far as what people can you know would consider like are you saying would i would <coughs> i know that better Do you, if i gave you five days and said hey clay go oh, hunt pick the mountains you would yeah just i mean because we've we've struggled down here mm-hmm. big time i mean i have mm-hmm. just trying to figure out i mean the the things that i have deeply ingrained in me in terms of topography and cover of what these deer are going to do, mm-hmm. these deer don't at all, don't, not even remotely. And so it's kind of like uh, I, I, t- I texted Brent Reeves and I said, this is like learning a different language. Mm. It's like, d- does a deer walk through this stuff? <laughs> like the deer that I know don't walk through this stuff. Mm-hmm. They go around it. And, and, and so it's, it's just. You mentioned several times that you wouldn't call something thick. If you were back home, yeah. So it's thicker back home, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so <clears throat> not to get into the weeds. I guess the pun was intended. Hey, um, good. But the uh, everybody said we got to find thick stuff down here, mm-hmm. and thick is a relative term. Mm-hmm. I mean, back home, thick means like you can't walk through it. Mm-hmm. Briars, <laughs> like down here, it's like thick as Donald Trump's hair. Yeah, yeah, something like that. yeah. <laughs> That's uh, it's relative, you know. At home for us, we live in fairly similar habitats. Yours is more mountainous, but same kind of right weeds and stuff, right? Like it's pretty similar, and um, like there's stuff that's so thick that you don't hunt there. Right. Because it's not great hunting, the deer don't really go up in there very much. It's kind yeah. of a, it's a, a monoculture of sorts, you know. But here, you, there's really none of that. Shoot more than three yards. Yes, exactly. They don't really have that here. Right. You have these little pockets of uh, cover, uh, and I think that's probably has to do with the you know open hardwoods type terrain. That's the that's a hard thing to learn how to hunt. Big wood stuff is tough, and you got to see deer. Like right now, <laughs> I'm walking through the woods, and I don't have this database in my mind going, mm-hmm. "Oh, I've killed a deer in a spot like this." Yeah, before. yeah, for sure. That's so meaningful. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. meaningful. And I walk through the woods and I go, I don't know if I should hang in that tree or not. There yeah. may not have been a deer walk by this in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I know and that's it, the that's I, the thing. The, the woods are the woods anywhere are difficult for that reason. I feel like you know it doesn't matter where you are if you cannot observe deer during your hunts, your your learning curve is tremendous. And we're and we're not seeing deer while we're even <laughs> scouting. We're yeah. we're covering big. I haven't covered jumped a, a deer lot of yet ground that I know of, and and yeah, that's Man. what I'm saying. Like we're yeah. not. It's, if you if you're sitting and seeing, you know, three or four deer sightings, you can kind of be like, oh okay. Mm-hmm. And and we've probably had that, mm-hmm. but I mean, I've seen one deer 
during a hunt on this trip. I've been I've seen one deer from a stand. Yeah. Yeah. Saw two yesterday from the ground walking in with KC. Mm-hmm. And I hunted it from the ground a few <clears> times. <throat> so I've seen a few deer, but it's never it's, and I saw two from the stand the first evening. And they look they were the color of the woods. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've seen deer that match as good as these deer. Really? Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. It's strange. Yep. And so, so um that kind of adds a whole other complexity to things mm-hmm. of yeah. like uh, just they not stick out very good, you know, and uh, they're smaller bodied animals and all this just makes it a little difficult. It's uh, something that deer in the south <clears throat> tend to do is get real gray mm-hmm. in, in, in December. I feel like mm-hmm. we see it in Texas a lot and um, in this habitat and, and in Texas and other habitats, December is gray and the habitat is gray. The, the dirt is gray. The leaves have, you know, broken down, and they're gray. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, dude, it's hard to see deer, man. It is. You know how I knew those deer were there? I heard an acorn crunch. Did you really? There yeah, you that's how I knew that deer was there. I heard an acorn crunch, and I was like, what was that? Because it actually was too late for squirrels <clears throat> to be out. So I was like, well, that's not a squirrel. I turned around, and 50 yards away, there were two does. The only way I could, I could just see their legs, you know, white leg. That's all mm. I could see. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I, heard, I had a... The doe I saw tonight was real light colored, mm-hmm. and I still struggled to see her. But I was in yeah. a little bit lighter habitat. I was in more of a wetland mm-hmm. with that yellow grass and stuff. But I, the only reason I knew she was there is like I thought I heard some footsteps. Yeah, and she was at forty five. Yeah, and that not, happened not exactly too. where I thought I heard the footsteps. I from. heard a little something. And I turned around. There was deer tonight. <clears> it's, <throat> it's like man, crazy. Yeah, Clay, as a native Arkansasan, um, I'm going to give you the honor of giving us a scale of one to 10 for Arkansas is an honorary uh, mm, rating this here. A, this is a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think the buck moving is going to be going forward? Well, I mean, back home, I would say it would be very low uh-huh. in the mountains right now, except mm-hmm. for, you know, this quote unquote second rut when mm-hmm. some of these fawns come back in in mid-December, which is real and happens. Mm-hmm. I see a little spike of, buck activity this time of year Mm -hmm. so it's real but hard to capitalize on (laughs) yeah in the in the lower lower regions of arkansas the flood prone regions of arkansas this is is the tail the legitimate tail of the main part of the rut and uh i wouldn't know that from experience that's just what i've been told Mm -hmm. we though have seen the first day I was here, like the first hundred yards that I walked, was the was the highlight of my week so far. <laughs> when I jumped a buck and a doe, yeah, and then I jumped some other does and two bucks. And so, like, it, all the deer I saw had does that I saw had bucks trailing them. Mm-hmm. Tonight, coming out of the woods after dark, we saw a big buck and a doe. Well, you guys did, and um, yeah, sure enough, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a funny guy, and so. It feels like that we're there is some rut activity mm-hmm. down here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The yep. eastern part of the state, flood prone regions. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's kind of so. wild. So, did you give us the number? The For number the whole state. Well, that's what the idea is. But go ahead, three. Can, it would okay. be three because in the Ozarks it would basically be one, and mm-hmm. here it would be a six. So it'd be the average wow. of three. A six. It's quick math. I like it. Quick, I like it. So, Tyler, yep. we're going to talk to some other people around the country who got yeah. a little bit of experience in the woods right now. Who are we talking to? Yes, sir. We got a few people lined up. Uh, Lucas Psycho, good friend of ours. Uh, 
He's in North Dakota, and the dude kills big deer every single year. Every year. Multiple sometimes. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable, really. So definitely worth listening to. Nate Crick from Identical Draw. He's in, been in Nebraska. Give us a report there. They spent a lot of time there. Brian Schertz is a good friend of ours from Texas, down local to us. He's, he owns On Target Archery. Uh, which is our local archery shop. They take care of us there. Super good people. He's been up in Iowa, where he's from, has a lot of experience there over the years, and went and did a depop hunt that, like, they shot all kinds of deer on that hunt. And then, uh, lastly, we had Parker McDonald, uh, who's been uh, in Alabama, as he usually is, and hunts the many different ruts of Alabama. And one of those, I think, is coming up here pretty soon, so... Uh, we can check in with those guys and see what see what those rut movements are like across the Sounds country. good. Hopefully I can get a little inspiration as to what to do in the morning because right now I'm at a loss. <laughs> Let's see if these guys got some good ideas. On the phone, I've got the one and only Lucas Psycho. Don't pronounce it Keiko. What's up, man? How are you doing? <laughs> Appreciate that. Hey, man, it's uh, it's going well up here. How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing good. Mm-hmm. I, we, we feel like we're cold, but I'm sure we're not um, <laughs> compared to where you are. Because you live oh, right. actually like on the Arctic Circle, I think it's probably the, the Santa comes your way first. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the southern edge of the Arctic Circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you're in in North Dakota. Been doing some hunting up there, man. And it looks like you may have found one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bumped into one here the, this past weekend. Um, <laughs> I've, I've had the uh, I've had the last nine days off to straight to hunt and. Uh, it's been a while since I got to hunt this later season and, uh, you know, lo and behold, the, the rut actually ramped up about the November 30th. Like wow. it really, it really, I, I guess it was always going, but daylight activity really ramped up that, that latter part of the rut there. That's cool. So, um, what a coincidence that you, Mr. Uh, just knows how to hunt deer happened to take a late, <laughs> you know, vacation to hunt deer in the, in the rut ramped up. Did you have any insight as to like that was yeah. going to be the way? Well, so it was, it was actually the muzzleloader <laughs> tag. I had a muzzleloader tag. I drew it. It's been 13 years since I drew it. So it kind of put me in that time frame right there to, to hunt that, that, that two weeks anyways. Mm-hmm. So, um, but not knowing, knowing what, what I went through this now in this last two weeks, it's like, I'll definitely push them back a little further because we get a lot of the the nighttime activity in the rut here now through like no through november mm-hmm. and there, there was obviously them daylight activity you know here and there but it, it ramped way up there was way more people talking about bucks running all over the place that that right at the end of november first week of december up here yeah that man we saw some similar things really and have talking to people across the country on this thing over the last few weeks about how the rut, you know, really was just so different this year than it's ever been, you know, it seems like. Right. It's it's odd. I don't know what the factors are um, or why that, that happens, but uh, how has the weather been? Like, is it is it average uh, as far as, like, your temps and stuff like that in the last week? Yeah, it's it's been a little on the colder side. Okay. We, we got we got into the sub, sub-zero temps here in this last, last week and a half a yeah. couple of times. So um, d- does that, do you feel like the weather has much effect on the perceived rut? That yeah. You yeah. 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 Well, what I, what I seen is anytime, anytime that, that weather takes a hard dip like that, 
when when generally it's not not to be expected it locks the deer up a lot it just it's just there's just not a lot of movement it's weird they just it's like they just hunker down and waited out yeah you know so so when i when i seen it it was hitting and and deer movement was way low the, the two days that was sub-zero temps out there and uh so i i stuck it out i, I didn't have any choice you know i wasn't gonna not hunt so um it, it was brutal but yeah it, it, it definitely it definitely puts it puts a damper on it yeah that's interesting that, that definitely we saw the same thing i saw the same thing in oklahoma during the rut as well where like we got some pretty cold temps and weren't seeing much movement which is interesting yeah. for sure so uh yep. you know i i would assume that uh this time of year you guys are liable to have a just brutal weather front at any moment um if that happens in in say in the next week or so how would you how would you go about trying to kill a buck you have to get super tight to bedding i guess right lo and behold we have a massive front moving in right now tonight and we're supposed to we're supposed to get like anywhere from six to 15 inches give or take Mm, sounds like a good time to have a field tag (laughs) (laughs) right yeah right just perfect so anyways my my uh my dad is still after one of the bucks that, that I was after, you know, along with this one that I got. And so, um, he had, uh, he, he was just frequent frequenting the area a little bit as well, where I, where I killed this one. And so he and I were already going over a game plan for him for tonight because it's the, the night before these fronts move in, it's, it's always fire, man. Mm-hmm. Like uh, up here, if you, if it, and, and sometimes the day as it hits, as it's hitting, it's good. But then once it sets in, it's going to go dead for the time period of it while it's here. And then it's going to be that first six to eight hours after that snow stops and it calms down a bit. Man, them, them deer are going to be right back up and rolling again. So mm, nice. Sounds like an exciting week, man. So if you had to right. uh, rank it on a scale of one to ten for buck movement, what would you rank the upcoming week? So I'd say this this day and then – so today, tomorrow, I'd say – 10 10 of 10 because Ooh. it's it's just everything's going to be moving today and tomorrow mm-hmm. and then then it's going to take a massive dip down to like a two three for like whatever however many hours 24 36 hours while that thing's here on top of us it'll take a massive dip and then it's going to fire right back up to that that seven eight nine range probably right that first day after it so um and, and then in general right now the deer movement is really well because they're, they're on that that bed to feed they're, they're trying to regroup you know from from running that rut real hard so it's pretty good you know this is trustworthy information guys if you're listening this guy knows what he's talking about man (laughs) (laughs) that is for sure the proof is in the pudding man psycho Mm. knocks down big ones every year so dude congrats on another big buck and congrats on getting the tag filled before the sub-zero temps hit (laughs) and uh man i hope that y'all have plenty of firewood stocked up Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Appreciate you guys. You know, it's always fun to get out and chat with you guys. Cool, Lucas. Thanks, man. See ya. Yep, thanks. On the phone right now, we have got the man, Parker McDonald. He, I'll tell you what, I will take a sick Parker over most guys when it comes to the deer woods, and that's what we've got right now. He can find deers, That's right. (laughs) He can find deers. Uh, Parker, give us the truth. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm not feeling too great. Mm-hmm. Um, woke up, woke up this morning at two thirty to go out. My dad's here. We do a rutcation every single year here in Alabama, and um, we've hunted a couple days. Not seen a ton. We've seen a little bit, but not a ton. And uh, woke up this morning had the first north wind that we've had in probably a week and a half, maybe more than that. It's just been rainy and hot here, 
And so we finally get this north wind and I'm jacked up going into some of these really good spots that I've been waiting for. And uh, I got hit with the kidney stones this morning. Mm-hmm. And me and dad spent from 2.30 till about 7 with me crying on the floor in the in the uh, living room. And then he took me to the ER and I got some pain painkillers. And if I didn't have these painkillers right now, dude, I'd probably be still on the floor crying. Mm-hmm. It's about the worst it's about the worst pain you could possibly imagine. I, I don't know any way to, y'all, y'all normally do a, a, a buck movement. Um, <laughs> do the one at the end here. <laughs> yeah. And I was about a, a 14 <laughs> on a pain scale this morning, but mm. I'm, I'm going to keep grinding, dude. It's, it's, uh, my, my November rut, I was supposed to be gone to Kentucky and Tennessee for 16 days. And I got kidney stones then as well. And, it knocked me down. Uh, I, my, my trip ended up being about four days. Mm. These are different than the Rolling Stones, right? Yeah, yeah. These yeah. are very much. They don't really win any awards, mm-hmm. and and they suck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we'll see what else silly we can get you to say since you're on so many painkillers. But uh, <laughs> um, let's uh, let's talk about some of the rut movement stuff. You know, Alabama is notorious for a late rut and probably some interesting rut dates around the state um what are you seeing right now well right now i'm seeing all my facebook memories pop up of all these bucks that i've killed from december 1st through the 13th ish and uh and so far it just really hasn't hasn't happened i killed a buck um on the 2nd of december out here and he was chasing a doe but the interesting thing about it was he um he his tarsals weren't didn't even look like they were used. The doe that he was chasing was like legitimately trying to get away from him, and she still had a fawn. Um, I can I can tell you I I've hunted man probably seventy five percent of the last weeks, seventy five percent of the days, and I have yet to see a hot doe. Hmm. I've seen a lot of lone does. I've seen bucks checking scrapes, um, smaller deer checking scrapes. Um, but if I'm being honest, the biggest this is crazy. The biggest deer I have seen in Alabama this year is a big frame four point that I saw a few days ago. Hmm. Uh, and man, usually by this time of the time of the year, I've got a couple of bucks on the ground, if not being tagged out. But the last probably two or three years, I've been, I've got all three of my bucks in Alabama by this point. Yeah. So do you expect so, things to change in the next uh, week or so here? Man, I hope. Yeah. I've been wrong every single time this year um, about when the when it's finally going to kick off. We've had a a couple of little cold ish days. When I say cold in the south, I mean you know mornings in the forty degree range and then uh, getting up to fifty five or sixty degrees. Um, and I've thought like, okay, this is going to kick it off. This is finally going to kick it off. And then we get hit with another four days of muggy, hot weather and rain, and it just hasn't happened but um start wednesday tomorrow's supposed to be about the same it's supposed to be you know 50 degrees and uh the wind's coming out of the north wednesday we got a lot of rain coming but cold weather with that rain and so um thursday friday saturday sunday and then all next week are supposed to be like fairly clear and very cold so i I really do think that's going to kick it off and everybody in the area i know you guys have talked to a lot of people and 
other states that have seen late ruts this year for whatever reason. Um, but, you, you know, typically the WMA and, and the public area that I hunt, by this point, it's produced a bunch of really nice deer. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and you're just not seeing it. There's been a couple here and there, but it's just not, it's not been there. And usually the state of Alabama, their Facebook page, absolutely promote the crap out of this place sure so going <laughs> um, forward like in the next week are you going to be uh are you going to be just going you know what it's time the weather's there we're going to focus on rut tactics hunting pinches those kind of things absolutely okay um i am uh I, i've been doing that that's the bad thing is i've been doing that and just not seeing it so a couple days ago got in really really tight to some thick bedding cover like like really tight and I've been holding off on getting that tight. And, um, when I was walking out, I ended up bumping a buck to my dad and he couldn't get a shot, but I found, I finally found the sign that tells me that it's at least close, like big, huge, giant rubs, Mm -hmm. scrapes every 20 yards, you know, that hadn't been hit Mm -hmm. in a minute. Um, which to me, I don't know what you guys, how you guys feel about it, but whenever those scrapes are not getting hit as much or as often, to me, it tells me those bucks are, are looking yep. for Man, they're out looking. That, I hope that's the case because right now I'm seeing some of that stuff too, and I just feel like they just don't give a hoot. So <laughs> I like that there <laughs> is some optimism on the future here, man. And we know the pain scale is a 14. Can you tell us what the buck scale is going to be in the next week on a scale of 1 to 10? Man, I really think when you get into – I think Thursday and Friday are going to be pretty good, but I think when you get – into that, you know, third day of the front and on is going to be probably the best deer hunting that we're going to get to have. The problem, the problem for me is that we got to go to Florida for Christmas break. (laughs) And and so I'm like, I'm going to be out there in that cold rain, you know, I'm just with kidney stones and all, it's, it sucks. And it's unfortunate that I got to deal with it, but, um, it's not a good enough excuse for me to stay home. There you go. Well, way to be tough, Parker. I can't wait to see what you produce. A lot of times, adversity makes some pretty cool stuff happen, man. So get out there and get after it. We appreciate the report, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you, guys, and good luck to you all also for the rest of the season. Now, a lot of you guys are familiar with the old hunting tradition of eating, you know, some organ, the heart or a chunk of liver off the first animal you kill. I had that when I was a little kid and it was a big deal. Organ meats were always prized by frontier people who knew the importance of getting a lot of different minerals and nutrients. And as often is the case, those guys were onto something because organs are among the most nutrient rich foods on the planet. And you can get the same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from heart and soil made exclusively from regeneratively raised grass-fed and finished cattle heart and soils unique freeze-drying process means all those important nutrients are trapped in ensuring you experience every one of the benefits of nature's superfood in a clean convenient taste-free capsule find out more at heartandsoil.co and make sure to use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. That's heartandsoil.co. Use the code MEATEATER. 
There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Hey, if you guys like to cook outdoors and you ought to, you should check out the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle. Now, this, this is a good innovation here, and it solves a real problem, okay? So this is a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools, like a griddle on your grill. It's pre-seasoned with food-safe oils and ready to cook on right out of the box. There's no use of coatings, okay? You can use metal tools to flip, press, and scrape without worry. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. Now, everything, the problem with griddles, everything rusts. No one talks about how bad everything rusts. Uh, the reason they don't because they couldn't fix it until now. Well, Weber's new rust-resistant technology, your Weber grill will last for years. When used, the carbon steel griddle hardens and bonds the surface, reducing the ability for moisture to collect and rust to form. With the new Weber Works Prep Cook and Store System, you can keep cooking and cleaning supplies handy, carry food and condiments from the kitchen to the griddle, and even convert the side table into a prep station. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate rust-resistant griddle. On the phone now, I've got Brian Shirts from On Target Archery, our local archery shop. We love this guy, and he shoots some big deer. Brian, you've been up in Iowa recently. It sounds like you had a pretty good hunt. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a great time. It really was. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess explain what you were doing. You were shotgun hunting, I guess. Yeah, it was first shotgun, first gun season, which is shotgun or a 350 or 450, uh, straight cartridge mm-hmm. that you can use legally or a muzzleloader, but, uh, it has to be a straight wall, uh, type shell. Gotcha. But yep, a slug, basically a slug gun. You can't use buckshot, but but it was in southern Iowa where we were at. Gotcha. So you were you were doing drives, I guess. Yep, we're doing. Uh, we'd put people on stand, and then people would walk through the. We'd drive hunt. They'd be walker. We call them walkers. Mm-hmm. So and the standers have, are actually standing, or are they on a like a tree stand or a platform or something? Oh no, we just stand. We stand against a tree. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're on you're on the ground the whole time. Gotcha. So how do you, how do you decide how to like where the, where there is going to be bucks and, and how to push them out and everything? Okay. So, uh, basically what you have is you have a lot of ag. I mean, uh, it's primary ag fields that we're walking is in it's like drainage ditches mm-hmm. that we're walking is heavy timber, really brushy, thick, nasty, <laughs> crawl on your knees through stuff mm-hmm. to get through when you're when you're the when you're the we're considered the pusher or the walker mm-hmm. gotcha yeah. and then uh and then they'll push those draws and they've done it so many years i mean 20 plus years they've done this same i guess it'd be like almost like six farms mm-hmm. that uh that the landowners want us to reduce the deer population because it's such a de- detriment to the ag pop to the ag mm-hmm 
gotcha. goes on there. That's cool, man. So how do you uh, determine what is a shooter in that? Are you still trying to go and shoot a big buck when that's going on, or are y'all just meat hunting, or what's it look like? It's pretty much a meat hunt. Now, we will run across some rather large animals. <laughs> yeah, a few of those <laughs> because, there. <laughs> yeah, a few, a few of those there. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where you're, that's so thick, you'll walk right by, you know, you know, a five and six year old buck. Cause they've done that so many times that they just know to stay still mm-hmm. and, uh, guys that know how to push, push that, push it, will get them up. But like newbies or guys that haven't done it much, uh, will walk right by the big bucks because they just don't understand where they bed down and they'll just hold tight until you walk by. Mm-hmm. What's the, uh, the strategy on actually getting a shot off? Are you doing something to make the animal stop or are you, uh, practicing your running shots or what's that look like? It's a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you're used to shooting a bow a lot, like myself, uh, it takes a little while to to get the, you know, you try to lead them, you, you shoot way over them or way under, you know, way under them or way in front of them because you don't realize the bullet's going to get there faster than what an arrow would. So uh, <laughs> it takes a little while, but a lot of times they'll actually stop and they'll they'll come into you know because they'll run into a draw and just kind of stop thinking, Oh, I'm out of the pressure now. And they'll stop right in front of you and mm-hmm. you'll, you'll, you'll get some decent shots that way too. Gotcha. But most, most of them are, they're, you know, kind of, you know, how a deer you spook them and they'll kind of look back at you after you do it. And that's mm-hmm. when they normally get a good shot. Off. Mm, that's where the mess up happens for them for sure. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah. kind of going forward there then, uh, you know, if, is that gun season over? Is that still something that's going on up there right now? Uh, they have a first shotgun and then they have a second shotgun gotcha. and the second shotgun is going on right now. Gotcha. So I just got back from the first one. If you, but, uh, uh, if you weren't mm-hmm. trying to do the push thing and maybe you're a, a solo guy, what's the, uh, what's the outlook look like for that? Are you thinking that, uh, you know, hunting evenings or, or what, what's going to be kind of the key? Well, uh, I, w- I was fortunate enough. I have some property I can hunt up there. Mm-hmm. And so we pushed the first two days. I went with them and did the whole drive thing. And then I set on my own property and uh, set just like a regular bow hunter, you know, mm-hmm. just basically setting set the stand and just kind of played it, you know, are they going to come to ag fields or, you know, come to eating and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. but what I've seen was the evenings were phenomenal. Uh, the the mornings weren't so when you sat the mornings weren't that great i mean there was a little bit of activity but it was just kind of getting out of the bed and just browsing around the bedding areas what they were doing yeah okay but but the evenings they were definitely coming to ag fields Mm. i mean it was crazy to see how many were in the fields after the hunt you know you drive and you see them out in the middle field after shooting legal shooting time Mm -hmm. and it was just like Oh my God! There's a hundred deer out in the <laughs> cornfield. Did uh, did was there any particular ag sor- food source that they preferred? Well, a uh, lot of them in the cornfields, uh, but alfalfa, like an alfalfa field that was a good alfalfa. Man, they were like stacked like cordwood in those. Really? And it, yeah, and it was nuts how much how many there were in there. Uh, in my particular area, I mean, it could be different somewhere else, but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but, uh, it seemed like the ag fields and the cornfields, yeah. the, not much in the beans. If there were standing beans, you might see some, but most of the time the corn, it was down. Of course, on the end rows where they knocked down some corn, there's, you know, there's corn there. So, yeah. 
Okay. Well, that's good information, man. So if you were going to be hunting in Iowa, especially southern Iowa, where you're at in the next, you know, week or so, on a scale of one to ten, what do you think the buck movement would be like? Uh, I've talked to a lot of my friends up there and relatives and stuff, and uh, what I see is get on the edge of some ag fields and get some funnels, get in those funnels uh, where they're coming out to feed on those endros and things like that, because mm-hmm. that's premium. I mean, they're they're definitely off of off of does now. I would what I see. Uh, now the, the bucks and does were out in the field together mm-hmm. and, at, at night when I was driving around, uh, you could see them. I mean, after season was over, it was over on, uh, Wednesday and I went out like any, any hunter, you go out and look and see what's out there, you know, and mm-hmm. you're going like, Oh my gosh, I should have hunted <laughs> over here. You know, <laughs> yep. the what ifs, the yep. what ifs, you uh, know, <laughs> if onlys, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Brian, so on a scale of one to 10, what would you give it for the next week? Next week, I would say I would say it's going to be a good solid seven. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. pretty nice, man. Nice, gotcha. That's yeah. exciting. All right. If only yeah. I had a tag. I think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the pressure will come off, and those bucks will come out more. Cool. You know, because they're. I mean, they push a lot of places. Push up there, and so after they get past this last gun season, I think they're going to relax and come to feed because they're going to be they're going to be held up in the woods. Mm-hmm. I mean, because mm-hmm. they are feeling a lot of pressure right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, perfect, man. Well, thank so. you for the report and that's good, helpful information. And we'll be talking to you again soon. All right. Sounds good, man. Good luck. Okay. Here I've got Nate Crick from identical draw. Nate, you've been in Nebraska lately. Has it been cold up there? It's been pretty cold, but it's also kind of been, uh, I mean, I guess I, I'd say it's been pretty average for this time of year in December. Mm-hmm. Nothing, uh, nothing frigid, but um, yeah, it's been mornings in the, I mean, mid twenties to thirties, and then it's actually warmed up to to forties lately. So yeah, kind of kind of average. Yeah, and that's, uh, I mean, you guys spent some time there, so you know that's that's kind of average. And have you had any snow? Um, no snow really yet. We yeah. had some a while back, but I think I've, I'm seeing some on the forecast. But it's been. Uh, yeah, not a whole lot of precip. Yeah. So, you know, here in this like second week of December, um, I mean, what what have you been focusing on when you're hunting up there in Nebraska and, and what should or you know, what would you have been trying to kill bucks doing? Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> this last weekend I was out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I actually saw several pretty decent bucks. Um, this was private land I was hunting, but man, it I feel like after November leaves, everybody kind of forgets about um, like kind of the doe movement and like doesn't really care about that much anymore, which, hey, it's definitely less than a few weeks um, prior in November. But man, every single buck that I saw um, was still with some does. I saw, okay, I saw a couple spikes that were off by themselves, but (laughs) I saw at least a couple. Um, I saw at least uh, like an eight point um, and then maybe an eight to 10 point further off. And they were actually like falling a string of does still. So that is something to definitely consider still this time of the year. Um, and they were actually, maybe it was, maybe it was kind of dependent on um, where I was hunting, but we were hunting pretty close to some bedding cover and I was seeing those bucks still following a couple does. So. That's cool. Yeah. So was that uh, mornings or evenings when you saw those bucks with those does? 
Um, I think I saw them both in the evenings. Okay. Still had really solid dough moving in the morning, but I saw both of those bucks move in with probably within that last hour of the day. Got you. Were they uh, headed to some like uh, agriculture food source or what were they, what were they really doing? Yeah. So they were And this, this area of Nebraska where I was hunting is like these bucks, man, all these deer just travel a ton. Um, and the sources actually were on this property were pretty limited. So yeah, they were actually moving quite a ways to get to that food source, which I think was actually helping maybe get them up on their feet a little bit earlier to get to that food source. Um, but yeah, they were, they were on their way. Every single time I saw them, they were, um, pushing to an ag field that was probably half mile or so. Gotcha. So if you were going to kind of maybe target bucks still right now, would you be... I guess you're, you know, you mentioned bedding cover. Would you be hugging tight to that bedding cover, especially on the colder days? Like, you know, because a lot of guys burn vacation and stuff during November, and then if they don't have a buck tag field, they kind of have to pick and choose what days they use. So, how would you mm-hmm. navigate that? Yeah, first, man, if I I still have a buck tag to fill actually this winter. All right, and so man, let me ask you yeah. the question personally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be waiting for extremely cold temps. Um, just basically as cold as we can get. And then I'm going to honestly be, be working those travel areas. Like I always say to people during this year, man, get back to your scouting mentality that you kind of have early season because they are kind of beginning, starting to get predictable again, this time of year, working the food sources a little bit more betting in certain areas, more kind of settling down from the rut. And so I'm like, man, spend a few days really figuring out where that deer movement is centralized and then go hunt it tight. Like I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to hug that bedding cover real tight. I mean, it's an aggressive mentality, but I'm still like, man, if I only got a few weeks in December to kill, to kill a buck, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to scout it hard for a few days. And I'm going to go in and really try to kill one. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, as we look forward for the next week here, I haven't really looked at the forecast for Nebraska, but you being a yeah. current tag holder, I bet you have it on mm-hmm. your mind. Do you foresee oh, yeah. that cold temperature coming up, uh, in the next week? And, and what do you expect the deer to be doing then? Yeah, it is. Um, we've actually got a real good drop Tuesday to Wednesday. Uh, I think Tuesday's temps are mid fifties, and I think Wednesday's got a high in the thirties, um, right. bringing some bringing some north winds. So yeah, Wednesday and Thursday are actually looking pretty primo, and then honestly through the weekend, which got of course I've got a bunch of family events, but um, <laughs> but I'm gonna definitely be hunting um, some Thursday and Friday just because I know though those cold temps will really get those bucks moving. Um, and like I just said, I'm gonna be really primarily focusing in on where they're getting to that food source from so Mm -hmm. okay so Mm -hmm. if you had to guess with that cold weather coming up in the next week what buck movement would be and make an estimate on a scale of one to ten what would you rank it man i'm gonna rank it actually pretty high i'm i'm talking like Probably eight or nine out of ten. Woo! Like, yeah, man. I think it's going to be real good. Things like, are getting good. We'll yeah, mark you down been, for an eight point five, sir. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> All right. And December's been so mild. I'm like, as soon as this big temp drop comes, I think everything that has been chilling out the last few weeks is going to be moving. So yeah, yeah. They can't, they've been getting used to that easy stuff, man. That's right. Yep. Got yep. to get on their yep. feet when it's Time cold. Time to fix and get hard, you know. Well, dude, I yep. yep. uh, hope you do well with that tag. It sounds like you have the optimism it takes. You just got to go out there and put it into play. I, and I know you will, man. Yep. For sure. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, dude. Thanks. Yep.
I hope that y'all are still in pursuit of whitetail deer because deer season is not over. It's a great time of year to kill a big buck, and it's also a great time of year to capitalize on maybe a little less hunting pressure and a little more insulation because it's the holiday season and you get to eat a lot and go hunting. There's nothing better than that, guys. Uh, so if you want a little extra inspiration or something fun to do, you should go check out uh, the newest video on the Element YouTube channel where our very own Greg Latham shoots an awesome Texas Hill Country buck on his family place. It's a really cool hunt, self-filmed by him, first self-filmed hunt ever. There's also a good article by Mark Kenyon on corner-cutting wins to kill big bucks. And then I want to make sure and give my special friend here, Clay, a little plug for the Bear Bear Grease, I'm sorry, Bear Grease podcast, a little podcast out there, uh, supposedly on the day that this podcast airs, also one of the most compelling and interesting Bear Grease podcasts ever produced will be released. So y'all be sure and check that out. Can't tell you anything more about it. That's how Clay treats us. He says you got to listen. So we'll listen. Um, remember, guys, this is Rough Fresh. Keep it fresh. Hey, everybody knows Weber Grills. I've been using Weber Grills my whole life, and check it out. They got a pellet grill, the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Now, with a pellet grill, you can smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. You can go from low and slow, okay, on smoke boost mode, or crank this thing all the way to a heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full great sear zone, so you can put more food on the flame. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase.